This episode is brought to you by 1010. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 one-of-a-kind engagement rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Using only diamonds responsibly and sustainably sourced from Botswana, 10 design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful diamond ring, launching exclusively on January 18th at BlueNile.com. This exciting limited edition collection of diamond engagement rings launches January 18th. It's available right now. You can preview it exclusively at BlueNile.com. I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Lockdown Mavericks Podcast. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member and coordinator for the Locked On Podcast Network. And joining me, as always, my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com. Woo! The skid mark man. The one more thing, King. What you got for me, Isaac? Give me something, man. I need something. <laughs> Give me something after that loss because, ugh, it wasn't as bad as the Jazz one. Like, as, as a fan feelings-wise, like, if we want to do fan feelings update, yeah. Not as angry after the second Jazz loss. However, still another gut punch, still another clutch loss. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? Oh, that was gut-wrenching. That hurt uh, because this team needed it so bad. But it, it was a different feeling, though. I'm glad you mentioned that. It was a different feeling than the Jazz game. That Jazz game to where there was no effort, that was just disgusting. Like, you didn't even want to watch it. That was one of the few games you're like, I don't even want to watch this crap. Like, they're not trying. This game they tried. And this game, you know... It, First game with everyone. I, I know that some of you, the two camps right now, we talked about it yesterday. I tweeted about it today. You're in one of two camps right now. A lot of you are listening. You're in the, I've seen enough. Let's blow this thing up. Some of you are saying, let's give it more time. And if some of you um, are in the first camp and you're like, I'm tired of this whole team, then you're not going to like this. But Josh Richardson said this after the game. He said, what we all know. He's like, man, this is our first game all together as a full roster. Season just, starts today, Isaac Harris. <laughs> he just said this, <laughs> like, I mean, like 15, 20 minutes ago. They know that. They know that as a team. And I thought for the first game back, they 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 played pretty well, uh, you know, decently. Uh, they just couldn't defend Chris Paul. <laughs> they played better. They played better than we've seen them recently. Yes. Which... I, let me say that. Played well compared to the past, like, a couple of games. Relative to what the Mavs have been playing the last couple <laughs> yes, of days. So. The bar was low. <laughs> All right. On today's show, Isaac and I are going to break down the Mavericks 108 to 109 loss to the Phoenix Suns. Another clutch loss. Mavs 2 and 6 now in clutch losses, but who's counting? Uh, the Dallas Mavericks fall we to are. 8 and 13 on the season. Six game losing streak. It. I mean, it is just. When does it stop? Hopefully against the Hawks. Let me the ask ne- you this. The next game. Do we need to change the expectations at this point? I, I think that's a valid question you can have. I think it, wherever you want to land as a fan of like whether you should blow it up, give it more time, oh, whatever that. But I think you do have to ask the question, do we have to reevaluate expectations based off of the COVID outbreak on the team and it's, it's taken so long? So this is what we've been talking about the last couple of days. On Monday, we did our State of the Mavericks, basically. And I don't think anything has really changed since our State of the Mavericks conversation. So if you haven't listened to it, go listen to our conversation on Monday just about where this team is and what we kind of expect from this team. I... I don't think that you change your expectations. However, maybe you maybe you lower them a little bit because of, you know, the the season, but I think you put a handicap on it, right? Like I think you put some kind of like 
man, this season has started out way rougher than anybody expected. There's been, you know, outstanding circumstances that have come into this Mavericks team and they've been missing players and all that. And so I think that whatever you thought the Mavericks were going to finish as four seed, five seed, whatever, be a 55 win team during a, you know, an 82 game season, whatever. I think you put some kind of handicap on that and you, and you lower it. So yeah, if you want to say that that's lowering your expectations for the rest of the season, then yeah, I still think this Mavericks team can perform as yeah. well as a team that can win 55 games. I don't think they're going to win 55 games, you know, I'm again, relative to an 82 game season, but yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I guess you have to change something depending on, <laughs> depending on the semantics and what you want to call it. But yeah, it's just that the Mavericks are not going to be as good as their best outcome. It's just not going to happen. Yeah, that's what that's why I'm kind of wondering right now. I think a lot of us went into this season and even like some national people, too, were saying, hey, you know, could Dallas challenge for three? You know, after the L.A. teams, could they challenge for that third spot? Home court advantage, a top four spot. I think a lot of us, you know, we're like, hey, top six, somewhere through there, you know, four through six. I think I I had them at five, uh, possibly or four, somewhere through there uh, going into the season. But at this point now. The fact that we're what eight and thirteen or six and thirteen or eight and thirteen eight six and 13. come on give them the extra wins come on uh, six the fact and that 13. we're eight and thirteen and you know where we're at in the conference I wonder I wonder if you know are we at a spot now to where like all right considering everything that's happened are there some people saying just make the play in <laughs> just make the play in and that's that's the you know that's the the goal right now are, are the i know a lot of people joke about this but do the goal posts change some you know because of the covid you know outbreak on the team and stuff and losing guys for so long do the goal posts change to where your measure of success i still think they have time i mean like you said you tweeted out and i mean you can't tweet out right now that the mavericks colors are blue and people will just come at you and be like what are you doing they're not blue <laughs> it's white and it's just like people are just so mad right now but you <laughs> tweeted out that there is a, a you know we're what a third through the season and we we're have not, fifth- this Maverick season's not even a third of the way over yet. 24 games, a third of the way. See, and I, I did the math on this because uh, a reporter after the game asked Luca, she said, she said, the Mavs are now halfway through the season. What do you think you've, you've learned? And Luca kind of got a confused look on his face. Oh, she yeah. got me. I was like, and did I just add up something wrong about the season? <laughs> He's I, like, the I don't wrong? think we're halfway through the season. No, we're, we're what? 21 games into a, into a 72 game season that's that's not half but it's, and so i looked it up it's not even a third 24 games is a third of the way through the season and i only say that because there's still a lot of basketball ahead i know people are starting to do the math and saying well they have to go this you know this they have to win this many games and this many games to get back to 500 and then blah 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 it's like still a lot of time left teams yeah. haven't gone through their COVID outbreaks there's going to be other things that change for this team there's could be players that get injured out there for other teams. Like there's just a bunch of stuff still have to happen. The Mavericks though, still playing like crap. Doesn't change that. Doesn't change, <laughs> doesn't change the fact that they're playing terrible. Uh, I'm not going to give them an excuse or anything like that, but still a lot of, lot of road ahead of this for us and for you guys and for everybody that likes to overreact. But, but they have to kind of ride the ship soon. I mean, that, that's very, very obvious. I mean, if they're going to turn this thing around, we've all been waiting. The the people uh, like us who have been preaching patience, that have been preaching, hey, let's get this whole team back. Let's get the full squad. Let's get the full starting lineup out. I mean, Maxi Dorian and Josh started tonight. That's literally three starters that you know have been out. Uh, you know what? At least nine games. Maxi missed eleven games. Uh, Josh and Dorian missed nine games each out of twenty games. And uh, so it, it's just. 
I think that's the, we're preaching patience. We're there. We're at that point. Now it's how long do you give all of this before you really do get to that point of, I think we need to make some changes, whether it's trades and all of that. And uh, that, yeah, that's, that's something we'll see with the Mavericks. You know, this is six loss in a row. We have Atlanta coming up in Atlanta on Wednesday. Hopefully they don't have fans as close to the court. Like they had, uh, <laughs> like Karen was talking to, to LeBron. So I, it just baffles that, me that there's that, that many close fans, you know, on the court. Is that the first time you personally ever took LeBron's side in any kind of beef that included LeBron? No, I took LeBron's side against uh, Laura Ingram. <laughs> oh, true. Yeah, one thousand percent. Well, Kevin Durant was also on his side, so you know, <laughs> yeah, you yeah. Take Kevin that, Durant's side. That that's true. But uh, <laughs> but no, yeah. So Atlanta's coming up on Wednesday, and then Golden State. You know, two games against Golden State in, in Dallas. They have to figure that out. Tonight would have been such a good win to just get under the belt and confidence wise. But I mean. They have to start winning games now. <laughs> this game would have been if the Mavericks would have won this game. And I, you know, after the game, I I tweeted a screenshot of just how close. We'll break down the end of this game and all that coming up. But at the end of this game, there's a jump ball. Kristaps Porzingis gets the jump ball, tips it back, and Maxi just literally misses this ball by probably an inch, two inches. Like if he had jumped a little higher, if the ball had sailed a little bit lower, he gets this ball, he holds it, and then he gets fouled. He goes to the free throw line, hopefully hits some free throws, and the Mavs win. Ten seconds left, right? Like if, if he gets that ball, the Mavericks win. Everything's back. We're all good. And it'd be confirmation bias for us because all of a sudden we'd say, it was Maxi. We talked about it on the podcast on Monday. Maxi came back and fixed everything. But instead, the ball decides to go out of bounds on its own volition. And the Mavericks don't get the ball. And the Suns get the ball. And Devin Booker nails a really, really uh, sick. We'll like, talk all about that possession. Contested jumper. Uh, for you know, yeah, there's a lot of things going on in that last possession, but he still hits the shot, and then the Mavericks lose another clutch game. Oh, it's another clutch loss. The Mavericks is still going to show up as an L in the, the loss column. So, man, it's just sometimes it's a game of inches. It's a game of you know runs. It's a game of make or miss league, whatever you want to call it. But this was one of those games. And if if the Mavericks were, I don't know, a couple games above 500, we would look at this game and be like, ah, man, this one just barely got away. But yeah. Because they're on a six-game losing streak, everything seems way worse than it is. And, and, it, and it is. I mean, I, I think there's a way to look at the situation saying, yes, I mean, I understand where the Mavericks are at, but like a lot of you love to remind us that we're losing time, you know, it's a shortened season and all that stuff. I, I didn't, you know, we're I, didn't know recipes. <laughs> I didn't know it was a shorter season until people reminded me on Twitter. So I appreciate that. I didn't know that. But the team, I, yeah, today. the young ladies today, they're not learning okay. from mom how to cook. We're losing recipes. Nick, you're being too positive right now. You're smiling. Stop. <laughs> That's my favorite Michael Irvin clip. After the break, can we say what if the Mavs traded for Chris Paul? Oh, man. That's kind of a sad one today, isn't it? We didn't. We've done a what if the Mavs traded for Chris Paul a bunch well, of times, but now it's. Well, yeah, different. the whole thing about it was, you know, before Giannis signed the extension and. A team like Phoenix said, hey, we have a young team. We don't have a shot at Giannis, so let's go out and spend our cap money on a guy like Chris Paul, and it's looking good for him right now. Did Giannis Antetokounmpo signing with the Bucks already ruin the Mavericks season before they even knew it? We'll talk about that coming up. <laughs> but before we do, Isaac Harris, betonline.ag. It's the one place that you can you go. You want to be. It's the one uh, place that you, you want to get some – 
uh, get some odds, put some money down. So many things to go over right now. Chiefs still a three point favorite for that big game, the Super Bowl. All kinds Man, of hasn't Super moved Bowl. at all. Not not moved it. It's been it's been three and a half. Pretty much all sports books are putting it at three right now. I was looking today. I was writing some stuff for. Um, I was writing some interesting stuff for Locked On Bucks and Locked On uh, Chiefs, mm. and yeah, I was looking through that Super Bowl uh, prop bets. There's so many Super Bowl prop bets. We've talked about them a lot. Um, the first, this is an interesting one. This one, the first interracial couple shown in a Super Bowl commercial. Is it going to be a white woman and a black man, or a black woman and a white man? Which one do you think the favorite is? Oh, man, this is good. I'm glad we're at a point now in our society. As someone in an interracial marriage uh, myself, I'm very happy that we're at a point where we can place bets on this. Where this is a given, right, that one of these yeah. is going to happen. Yeah, it's going to happen. Which one, the white woman, black man, or black woman and white man? Which one do you think is the favorite right now, according to Bet Online? I'll go with white woman, black man. Correct. That's the one I read first. You, you should have got the context clue there. That this is such a, an awkward bet. <laughs> minus 150. Uh, and then the other one's plus 110. So if you want to bet on that, you can go to betonline.ag, sign up with the promo code locked on, get a 50% welcome bonus. Again, don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action, put some money down on it, get a 50% welcome bonus. With your first deposit, locked on is the promo code. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. We're covering everything you need to know about the Dallas Mavericks, but what about the rest of sports? That's where Locked On Today comes in. It's hosted by the great Peter Bukowski, and it's all the sports news you need every morning in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Isaac Harris, let's get into this game. Let's let's just start breaking down this game, and then we'll do. You don't want to do the what if on Chris Paul? You, oh, you want to do it now, or do you want to do it third? Let's let's do it now. Okay. No, that's fine. It's fine. We can do it later. Right, There's we'll, not much to it. It's just let's do it. You now, can't man. help to you can't <laughs> help to watch Chris Paul and you say he would. I, I mean, I, I say it. I'm not a huge fan of Chris Paul. 100. I'm not a huge fan of Chris Paul, but his talents and what he would bring to the team uh, would be a perfect fit for all the reasons why we want Kyle Lowry on this team. Chris Paul would bring a similar thing, or would have brought a similar thing. And when you know Houston was shopping him, a lot of teams considered it, right? I mean, a lot of teams looking or not Houston, OKC. And you look at the package that OKC got back for Chris Paul. You know, it's basically Ubre, Rubio, and a first round pick. A couple expiring contracts. They rerouted Rubio somewhere else. I think a lot of teams could have met that price tag, but some of the teams out there, and rightfully so with the Mavericks, they were wanting to save that space because he's due that forty something million dollars next year that he's going to pick up. So I think you know. Obviously, looking back in hindsight, you're like, man, I would have loved to have Chris Paul on this team right now, running, you know, run the show with Luca, another clutch vet, and all of that. But they made a choice to say, hey, we, we want to still be in the you know, the Giannis sweepstakes, and I, I can't blame them for that. You know, taking that trade a year or so ago would have taken you out the possibility of Giannis. You couldn't predicted that you know Giannis was gonna sign his extension. And at that point, it wasn't just Giannis either. We've been over this so many times, but yeah, there's yeah. a bunch of other dudes that were available. Um, some of them still available, a lot of them not. <laughs> They've re-signed things. But again, 2021 offseason is not just Giannis or bust. It's not just big free agent in, in free agency. The Mavericks could do one of these trades to acquire a, a player into space during the offseason, right? They could do one of these trades later. So, But if they had Chris Paul, we agreed at the time 
it would have been a perfect basketball fit, right? It just would have been, yeah. it would have fit so well, would have done so many things for this team. However, it would take you out of the running for some of those other players that might be better and younger and, uh, and the impact of a vet like that. Yeah. You he see how much things. that, how much that team values his leadership on the floor that Booker, like Booker is their Luca, you know, in a sense, like he's the best player on the team. We know that, but Chris Paul has a, like a, I don't want to say demanding role. I don't even know how to where he has command. that role. Like, yeah, command. The, the command of the team. Yeah. And that's where, why I've kind of like, we've both on this podcast for the past year or so saying, can we get a vet on this team? That is a part of the rotation. That's not just an end of the bench guy, but it's a part of the rotation, a top, you know, five or six player in your rotation. And I, I'll be curious, can they pull that off over the next, you know, year or so? And, who who that who is that player? I don't know, but that type of impact Chris Paul has on Phoenix, I think Dallas could get with a vet later on. This is completely off subject, but because we already mentioned it on the podcast earlier, LeBron just tweeted, "Courtside Karen was mad, mad." Oh, he called her Karen too. <laughs> Look at me and LeBron. We're bonding before your eyes. I can't get over how funny that is. Uh, he's got Tom. He must have Tom Brady's social media guy working for him. That that guy, whoever runs, whoever not guy or girl, whoever runs Tom Brady's social media is killing it. He always seems to have yeah. a video ready. Uh, anyway, that was hilarious. The Dallas Mavericks. The same hair back, guy too. Back to the back to the, back to the Dallas Mavericks. Um, God, it, like. Yeah. So you want to talk about this game? Do we? Yeah, we we should because I was sitting. I mean, the Mavericks. At the beginning of the game, let's start at the beginning. So Mavericks, Maxi Kleba back for the first time in a long time. They have the starting lineup we've been waiting for. Um, Luca, Porzingis, Josh Richardson, Dorian Finney-Smith, and Maxi effing Kleba finally in the starting lineup. That's the lineup I've been waiting for. I thought that looked really good. The spacing to start was really, really good. Oh, spacing, yeah. How many layups did Josh Richardson get at the beginning of the game? Like three or four. And so they got a bunch. Maxi got that tip back. What? <laughs> I was going to make a Wes and Wanda joke. You can't. It's not, it's <laughs> almost part of the brand now. We can't do that yet. We can't make that part of the brand. Uh, man, we can't make Wes and Wanda jokes part of it. So, but the Mavericks looking pretty good. Looking, you know, looking better. 22-22 at the end of the first quarter. Luca only had two points. Something going on with Luca. It was just, it was kind of weird. He was deferring a lot, which was good. But he's he, nursing an injury too. I think he was playing hurt a lot of this game. There, I think he's playing hurt his whole life. <laughs> Very true. Like he always seems to come up limping, and he did in the the middle of the second quarter. He comes up limping, and then during timeout, he's you know he's holding his leg and all this. And then he goes back in full sprint to the basket, and then just dumps up the you know pass off to Willie Colley Stein for a dunk. I mean, just you don't. I I don't know what to trust anymore when Luca is seems to be in pain. <laughs> yes uh i think if the mavericks were um 14 and 6 right now I, luca might be taking a, a rest day <laughs> to to get uh you know some back better health but uh but he's not he's fighting through it and he's playing through all of it i think do you still want to stay at the beginning of the game we can stay at the beginning i think i got so hyped when maxi did the follow-up dunk and then maxi when maxi had that block on Aiton, that type of timing from him and just yeah defending the rim i just got so excited i'm like oh my gosh thank you so much for being back maxi uh, <laughs> he really now, is important few, uh, he really is important oh, very for, important like the, the rotations were so different because of this game right with maxi back the rotations were so different i mean dwight powell didn't even play 
Like that, no, he didn't. That's part of it. I don't think that's just the fix for everything, but Dwight Powell didn't even play. You could see a clear difference between a starting unit and a backup unit. You had, man, it, it was just, it really s- sort of set everything aligned with this team. And I think it, you know, it was Maxi was a big reason for it. Yeah, basically eight man rotation uh, with Tim, Jalen, and Willie off the bench. And then, you know, James Johnson, Trey Burke, they played, you know, Burke played three minutes, James Johnson played, you know, six minutes. That's the crazy thing about this. How many of these guys were were getting twenty five to thirty minutes? You know, two weeks ago, Wes Wandu didn't play. Josh Green didn't play. Burke three minutes. Like these guys were getting thirty minutes a night a few weeks ago. I think uh, I'm happier when these above you know guys are uh, above them are getting you know, the majority of the minutes. But it was good to have Maxi out there. Just seeing how the rotation stuff plays out. Um, but KP struggled again in the first first half. And it wasn't until the fourth quarter that uh, I was shaking my head and happy for him, uh, for his confidence that some shots were going in for him. Yes. Into the, <laughs> yeah. Yes. hundred percent. Not listening to what you said. I just said KB had a good fourth and a good second half compared to his first half. It was because of his minutes. <laughs> Do I, we're getting into it now because you brought it up and because I, was, I didn't bring it I up. You just, brought it up. Uh, you just said you, you just, just brought it up. <laughs> I said KB had a good fourth after the game. Yeah, but you didn't talk about the reason. This is this is lockdown Mavericks. This is where we talk about the reason things have happened. The con- the local experts, biggest stories, the context you want. Somebody's tweeting at us saying y'all laugh too much for a loss. It's true, but I mean. What are we here for, right? We're here to sort of alleviate the pain, right? We're here to like have fun and, and joke. And there's other things in life besides Dallas Mavericks basketball. <laughs> Trust me, guys. I got <laughs> plenty of other worries in my life. Than, uh, you have two children under the age of three. I'm trying to potty train myself. No, anyway. <laughs> so, but Christoph Porzingis, you know, he had a much better second half than he had a first half, like you said. And after the game, he mentioned that his minutes, he was in the game for longer stretches during the second half than the first half. And... You might think, oh, cool, that's something I just learned about Porzingis. He likes that. Hopefully hopefully Carlisle takes that into account in the future and does that more with him. And, and But instead, I was like, bro, just go out and play. Just go out and play basketball. Why does it, It's always about the minutes. It's always about rhythm. It's always about all these things. And there's just so many like little things he just brings up. I just want him to play basketball. Dude had a good second half. Just say, yeah, I had a good you know, a good second half. Why does it always have to be about, well, it has to be this very particular way that I can do these things. And then once I get this particular way of things, then I can perform well, right? Like, am I being too like frustrated about this, this small little thing? No, I, I think from a fan perspective, they see this, you know, they, they see his answers. I, I could totally get that from his perspective. I, I can't see it just because I, I'm not a professional athlete and, you know, I've, you know, rhythm and everything means so much to these guys. And, you know, he's been very open, you know, about, yeah, when he came back and when, he, you know, he wanted to play and he, you know, they said, you know, they're keeping him back a little bit and held him out probably a little bit longer than he wanted and his minute stuff. And now, you know, tonight it was about he's wanting the longer minute spurts to find his rhythm. He even said, you know, in that post game tonight, he's like, you know, I, I think I'll, you know, I need to communicate that to the coaching staff that I feel better. I get in better rhythm whenever I do play those longer minutes instead of the shorter spurts. So I, I I'm going to take up for him because at the beginning of when he first came back, he played in a back to back and now he's not. And Carlisle said today at some point during the season, Porzingis will play back to backs. And I was like, that, 
point has already happened. He already played in a back-to-back and played like 30 plus minutes in the second night of a back-to-back. So that, that part was very weird at the beginning of the season. I'll give him a pass for that. The beginning of when he first started coming back, but yeah, it's, it's strange with Porzingis, but at least we saw him have, you know, a better half. That's, that's definitely a start. You want to, you definitely want to get to that place. 19 points, 10 boards, all of them defensive, by the way, I think I want to keep pointing that out because it's the offensive yeah. boards that you really want from him. Three of seven from three. Uh, a couple of those were pretty big threes that he he hit. Four of four from the free throw line. He had four turnovers. He had three pretty early that were pretty disappointing, and that added to the fact that his first half was not that great. Three blocks, though. Some of them on Ayton were just awesome. Like He had a, he had a yeah. block at the end of this game. Porzingis can be a good defender. I, I think he's been bad this season so far. Rim defender. He can be a good defender. I think yes, I think he can he can protect the rim pretty well. That's fine. That's what I want him to do. With Maxi and Dorian and Josh Richardson and defensive player of the year Luca, like those guys like that's what I want him to do. Just defend the rim. They they still have to figure out how to defend the pick and roll. Ooh, it I mean, was that, bad. It was bad. They, they just had I mean, when you get guys, you know, Conley was had that little floater going, you know, for Utah. You get a guy like Chris Paul, two consecutive two consecutive games now in the mid-range for Chris Paul all day. Just lock it in. All day. All right, coming up, we're going to get into the rest of this game, the fourth quarter, exactly how it went down for the Dallas Mavericks, talk about what things they can do to get better. We'll talk about all that coming up. But before we do, Isaac Harris, let's get into rockauto.com. It is the place for you to get your auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. Go there. They have engine control modules, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oils, even new carpet. So whether you need something simple that you can do yourself or even something that you want to get that you could get cheaper at rockauto.com, have somebody that you know that has a shop or something or can work on cars, buy the part and bring it to them instead of buying parts somewhere else. Bring the part to somebody that you know to to put the part on, and then boom, you just saved yourself a whole bunch of money because you can pay them less than you probably play pay uh, you know a place to go fix your car. So that's the life hacks that you're gonna get on Lockdown Maps for sure. <laughs> You know, laughing after losses and you'll get life hacks. RockAuto.com's catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. See all the parts available for your car or truck super easy. Go to RockAuto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box. They know that we sent you. Again, write in locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. All right, Isaac Harris, let's get into... Man, the last play. The last play. The last play of the game. I mean, this just the. I I like to. I I held off my notes until just the last five minutes, and I went all in on just every single possession, basically taking notes to see what was going on. So, five minutes and twenty six seconds left to go. Mavericks were tied, ninety seven, ninety seven. Mavericks at one point had had a ten point lead in the third quarter. It gets cut down, and then the beginning of the fourth quarter in non Luca minutes, which we also have been tracking. Uh, Phoenix Suns went out to a 12-5, you know, run, I guess run or whatever you want to call it, the beginning of the fourth quarter with, you know, with Luka off the floor. And then Luka gets back on the floor and the Suns score a little bit here and there. But tie game, five minutes and 26 seconds left. Maxi comes in, the starters are there. Luka has this wild drive the baseline, like shot clock winding down. It looked like it was a floater. And then Josh Richardson comes out of nowhere and just dunks it. It was well, if the Mavericks had won, it would just be playing all over the place because it was such a great play. Um, and and hats off to him. I think did we he should shoot it though? Give him. <laughs> no, it was a pass. I think he shot it. 
I think uh, I think we should praise Josh Richardson, you know, for a guy that, who's coming back. Uh, I think this was his. I mean, it's obviously his best game since he's been back. But I mean, he, I thought he had an incredible game. I mean, 20, 24 points, nine of sixteen shooting, fifty six percent from the field, uh, five boards, four assists, and a couple threes in that game. And yeah, I, I thought he hustle played well, plays, man. got fifty fifty yeah. balls. Like he was playing good defense when he could. From the very beginning, he you could tell that he just he looked different. It looked like he had his legs back. So hopefully we get this Josh move. Did you forward. say he was built different? I mean, if he had a built bar. Built different. Uh yeah, Josh Richardson. He also said it after the game that his knees had been bothering him the first couple of games back, and he finally felt like himself in this game. And so he's that's why he was able to to do the hustle stuff that he wants to do. And so I hope that this is the that you know the Josh Richardson will get for the rest of the season. I, I think the Mavericks will. Um so they're, they're tied up, and uh, man, uh, Christoph Porzingis hits a post-up jumper over Mikel Bridges with three minutes, 50 seconds left to go. Mavericks take a lead, 101-99. Uh, ball goes out of bounds. Mavs challenge it. It was a really strange play. Suns keep the ball, and then Carlisle subs in Tim Hardaway Jr. for Maxi, kind of a you know defense-offense situation, which I think we're probably going to see a lot, right? Maxi yeah. in for Tim Hardaway at the end of the game. Possibly. Uh, possibly. I don't think we'll see it as much because – I think once Maxi is, you know, gets back going again, I mean, he is shooting 47% from three and to have Maxi in the corner, I think that will be, I don't think it will always be the sub out. There's a difference between a set shot maker and just a straight up shot maker. And I think Hardaway has been True. that shot maker, but yeah, I would, I, I think, would rather I think go- you can see Dorian for Tim. Possibly. Yeah. That, that one probably more so, but Dorian, Dorian like gets those hustle plays and they need some of that offensive in, boards. at the end. Definitely need his defense, but, um, yeah, the, the Mavericks played. I mean, Richardson had a really, really good defensive play there against um, against Booker on the baseline, as he was like falling out of bounds. KP got a block on Aiton, which was huge. But then Booker hit a three. Phoenix is up one hundred two, one hundred one. KP missed the jumper. Dorian got the putback rebound and uh, was fouled on that. Tim Hardaway Jr. hits a three. Chris Paul hits in the mid range. It's just, like we're just going, like, just trading buckets back and forth, basically. Yeah. Luca isoed on Aiton. He gets fouled. Hits both of his free throws. Clutch free throws for Luca. Then uh, Booker hits a. This was a strange play with like less than a minute left. Booker hits a, a long jumper. He was isoed on Porzingis. And then off the ball, Aiton just throws Dorian Finney Smith to the ground. They review it. They say the basket counts. Josh Richardson gets two free throws. He hits them. So the Mavericks are up 108 106. Then another play. Josh Richardson, great defense on Booker. Booker misses a shot. Then on the other end, Luca is isolated on eight, and he drives and kicks to Dorian Finney-Smith. He misses a shot. Then Chris Paul. This is the wildest play of the whole game, like far and away. Chris Paul is running a pick and roll with Aiton. Dorian is guarding Chris Paul, and then Kristaps Porzingis is on Aiton. Chris Paul somehow splits the defense, splits both Porzingis and Dorian Finney-Smith, and the Suns are spread out so far and wide. They had Langston Galloway playing late in the game so they could get some more spacing and they're so spread out so far that the lane was so wide open for Chris Paul literally a layup you or I could have made this layup that's how wide open it was and he just straight up misses it and then KP comes in and it's a jump ball like that that play right there just like kind of decided the game it was pretty wild that um, I I laughed audibly I'm like whoa no because Chris Paul was hitting everything he was hitting all these mid-range jumpers and all these tough floaters and and, you know not floaters but all these leaners and fadeaways and then he misses the wide open layup in the clutch when they were down by two and they get a jump ball 
Then we talked about the jump ball earlier. Porzingis taps the jump ball, and Maxi just barely hits it out of bounds. If it was an inch the other way, he would have gotten it. And they sub Tim Hardaway Jr. back in for Maxi, and ball goes out of bounds. And then the Suns run their play, right? The final play. And after the game, Carlisle you know, admitted that they had a foul to give, and they didn't give up the foul to give. It was Maxi that was guarding Chris Paul there that had the mismatch. And it was the plan. Josh Richardson said, I mean, Rick said it. He opened up his whole presser, you know, post game of saying, guys, I know the first question I'm going to get asked is about the, you know, the foul to give. That was the plan. We didn't take that. We didn't execute that. He, he took blame for it. He said that's on, uh, on him. Um, whether that's on him or not, Josh was asked about it too. Josh said that was the plan. We spent, he literally said, we spent the whole time out talking about it. <laughs> Uh, and then there was no foul taken on that. And, you know, the, the natural, you know, person, when you watch this, Rick was very open. He said, we don't want a finger point on this to say who didn't take the foul. Uh, but, but he spelled out maxi with it, like in the camera, like a telestrator. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, I think that was maxi's foul to give on that because yeah, I mean, Josh couldn't have take, you know, taken that foul on, you know, Booker as no, it's I mean, too Booker quick. basically caught the ball and, and shot it, so he couldn't have done that. Uh, you know, there's some weird stuff off the ball, you know, free throw and different stuff like that, but especially in the last two minutes. But, I mean, Maxie, you know, switched off on Chris Paul there, and Chris Paul had the ball. He's dribbling. He's waiting for Booker to come around the screen. That was Maxie's foul to give on that, and so it, it was just a, yeah, defensive lapse. So instead, they run a couple off-ball screens, and then Aiton Aiton screens Josh Richardson. Devin Booker gets a little bit of space, just a little bit of daylight. Josh Richardson recovers pretty well and gets there right as he's rising up, but it was too much space for Booker. He hit a jumper. That dude can hit so many. Like that dude can hit tough jumpers, especially against Dallas. And it's yeah, especially against Dallas. And it was just a really really good shot. He hits it. There's 1.5 seconds left. And uh, Luca couldn't hit his contested like fadeaway three. It was not this. It was not the same shot as the playoff shot, but it was in the same spot. Uh, but it rims out. He doesn't hit it. And Luca looks so frustrated after the game. Just, just he sure, he yeah. pounded the table and he was, just, was cursing and cussing and walking off the court. Was just real frustrated after the game. And uh, yeah, they they lose the game. Clutch clutch loss. It comes down, man. It just comes down to those couple plays here or there. Chris Paul hits that that free throw maybe the Mavericks have a little bit more time to to run something yeah. on the other end right like that could have changed the game maybe Chris Paul missed it on purpose so they could get a three so they could set up and get a three <laughs> he couldn't have done that but yeah it comes down to the end and if the Mavericks weren't on a six game skid we would have just said man it comes down to the the, the little things Luca said after the game he said it comes down to the details it was the details yeah, in this details. game that really got them and that's what it is uh, other things on the rotation, James Johnson barely played Trey Burke, three minutes in this game. Um, Jay- yeah, I mean, it's eight, eight man rotation for the most part. Basically. Yeah. The Carlisle was really wanting to play the guys and would be really interested to see what he does against Atlanta. If he, you know, hopefully the Mavericks, I hope that they have a really huge win and a bunch of guys get to play, but we'll see. Yeah. I mean, Atlanta, I think they're, you know, they're missing Deandre Hunter, uh, which he's having a good season. Optimus prime. You never want to go against Optimus prime. <laughs> And, uh, you know, they announced today for Golden State that James Wiseman's going to be out for a bit. So uh, I know they're not, you know, Donovan Mitchell level players, but uh, they're they're key, you know, young pieces for these teams that <laughs> Donovan Mitchell right level now, players, meaning players that go out and their team becomes better somehow. <laughs> all right. We're not going to end on a bad note, Nick. <laughs> Should we talk about courtside Karen again? Is that will that lift our spirits? 
Oh, get out of here. I just hope she's not allowed to come on Wednesday. We've already. Oh, my God. I didn't even think about that. We don't need her energy. She'd probably like Luca, though. Peace out. (laughs) (laughs) I'm done. We'll be back for a post game after the Hawks game. We'll be back tomorrow too. Uh, I was on Locked On Cavs and we talked about Drummond for a segment, and so we're gonna play that tomorrow. So uh, don't go listen to that. No, don't listen to that on I'm Cavs. But yeah, listen to it on our podcast. But we'll be back tomorrow, guys. Thanks so much for listening to Locked On Maps. This episode is brought to you by 1010. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 one-of-a-kind engagement rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Using only diamonds responsibly and sustainably sourced in Botswana, 10 design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful diamond ring, launching exclusively on January 18th at BlueNile.com. This exciting limited edition collection of diamond engagement rings launches January 18th. It's available right now. You can preview it exclusively at BlueNile.com.